Podcast Detroit recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. And we are live to 18 Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Again, you can join us each and every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern at Facebook.com forward slash Better on Draft. I am sitting here with some of my favorite people in the world and Dan. How you doing, Dan? You got to unmute. Oh, man, I, I was not ready for that. Oh, boy. I'm doing good. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, Nick isn't here, and usually I go with Nick first, but uh, he's moving into his new house right now, so I uh, decided to go with you. How are you, and uh, what are you drinking? Oh, I, well, glad you mentioned Nick, because I decided to take the reins for him, you know, doing the old double fisting. So I've got a Boost Coffee Stout from Almanac Beer Co. It's coffee and vanilla bean. It's pretty good. I couldn't tell you how. Oh, it's nine percent. Just learned that. Oh, it's Happy not, Friday it's not high enough. Yeah. No, I was it's say a fri- ha- it's Friday a sip afternoon and beer. for you. It's a sipping beer, and then I went back to the well with this uh, Botologic New Science, the seltzer, which is actually really good. Uh, well, I am. We mentioned it last week that I uh, I bought it, so I am drinking my Lefe Brune, and um, nice. over here I've got another Lefe Brune. Um, so that'll be my first segment for sure. Uh, Wendy, how you doing? What are you drinking and how was your week? Oh, my week's been fantastic. I am drinking a tropical ale from Big Lake Brewing. Kind of excited. It says crisp, refreshing, low carb and low calorie tropical ale. So uh, it's tasting pretty good. It's crushable. I think that's awesome. That's what I Lord uh... knows I've been adding extra calories in this past couple months i th- I think we all have i've definitely um i i've been afraid to weigh myself uh i have been off the keto life uh for sure bingo square um that's the center one anyway <laughs> so it don't matter yeah that's um, freebie yeah so i think i'm going back on june 1st um to like actually be able to do it but i think because of the unknown the way that things work. I didn't want to assume or try to buy or have to overly buy and of course losing my job you can't just go you know you you just kind of be smarter. So um, mm-hmm. we'll be back to it here. Uh, I started my first, my my new job today. Uh, so that was a, a lot of fun of watching videos and um, trying to learn new acronyms. Uh, as I have gone from a company that sells SaaS to a company that sells IaaS. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's my life. Rob, what's going on? What are you drinking? Uh, you know the 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 usual. Still still uh, doing. Both jobs, working from home, uh, hosting trivia, uh, running around, doing a, the you know the the occasional errand and and delivery of uh, sometimes uh, delivering some uh, some odds and ends to to friends and family, and definitely got some some stuff to to run around and and pick up. Talking for, about weed or what are you talking about? Uh, I, I leave that with my supplier. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take, I don't talk about the partaking of things. I, I leave, I leave that out. That we don't, we don't bring that up. We don't bring it's that up. There. It's a lot, man. <laughs> Listen, just yeah. because it's allowed doesn't mean companies still don't p test you. Because I got p tested twice at uh, applying for jobs. Oh, yeah, really? They, wow. Yeah, they they still is like, yeah, great, you can smoke it, but um, you know, 
they're still not legal with the job. So, you know, you could probably get ready to say goodbye job. Yeah. My, so. well, what was so funny is, is that the last job when I was working at toast, you know, they didn't care. And the contractors that are trying to hire us that work with toast were like, all right, yeah. you got to go do a drug test. And I'm like, do you realize who you're hiring over here? Like <laughs> we, uh, we partook a lot. And of course, now that everyone lost their job, you don't think the first thing they did was light up and, uh, start right? working on that cover letter. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't because that's just yeah. not my thing. It was, you know, right, um, right, right. But Dan, um, I'm uh, oh, go on. what what I'm I'm drinking for for first one. Um, this is from Trillium. Is there a uh, twice the daily serving, which is a uh, Berliner Weiss with blackberry and pomegranate, and straight up in the proper glass right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I. I just Damn, had the, good. the first sip of this beer in probably five years. I actually remember um, still my favorite. One of my favorite stories ever was getting a shit ton of these from um, a gays hops and schnapps over in Angola, Indiana, calling Jack and is like, hey, I just got a bunch of Lefe Brune if you want any uh, cases, if anybody wants any of it. And he goes, you know, they start destroying here in a, a week, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I got five cases of this beer, so it, it sat in my uh, my basement for a while as I went through it, because obviously I was drinking a bunch of other beers uh, while going through it and opening it. I love it every single year when Facebook does the memories thing, and you just see my – I have this uh, pick of like my beer fridge, and this thing used to be filled to the wall because we used to – and Dan, Dan will remember. We used to oh, play yeah. like beer pong with like Final Absolution and um, – Oh geez, yeah, like uh, Bunch the, of fun. some some of the, the not like heavy heavy hitters like barrel aged beers because I was I wasn't really big into those at that time, but like Belgian strongs were they were still usually on the board. Oberon, you know, brown ales, ambers, mm. anything that I could get my hands on was always a uh, a beer that we played beer pong with. Um, and of course, what would always happen is is that everyone would come, they drink my beer, leave me their <laughs> beer. And so I slowly rotate a bunch of crafted imports that I got from merchants to uh, absolutely just like, you know, Guinness and Budweiser. <laughs> really, those that's what everyone would bring me is Guinness. Guarantee I was involved in that at some point. Oh, Probably I'm... bottles of King Cobra, though, were left over. No, you usually, you, 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 you would never not drink a bottle of King Cobra if you bought it. That, that's, that's, a very... no, that's true. It's a very uh, undan thing. Um, so checking in with you guys, uh, everyone's still working. Everyone's still doing good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're making it, and you know, hustling as 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 hard and fast as we can. So you know, getting through it every day. Well, those of you in the chat, let's see what you are drinking. Uh, tell us what you are drinking. Bill Vetter is saying that he's drinking Final Absolution Dragon Mead. So. Oh, Another I almost picked that up on the way home. Another call out to Final Absolution. The place that I went to today, I didn't wind up bringing it, grabbing any beer, but they had um, White Devil from Kunin, and I was like, "Ooh, mm. I, I almost, I almost pulled the trigger, but I, I still Get have some a, of those this weekend. I still have a lot of beer left from my last few purchases." Of uh, going to the store, so I need to get through that before I even think about buying new beer or get another paycheck. <laughs> uh, this this you gotta job, get paid first. Yeah, yeah. This, this I mean, this job only pays once a month. So, oh I, Jesus, oh those yeah. are tricky. Yeah, yeah that, it's, that's it's, a budget you have to work out very, very 
Finally, it's also <laughs> it's also ten ninety nine, so I got to do all that stuff too. Uh, but thankfully, Dan over here, uh, See, down, I hooked you up, <laughs> uh, helped me out with a nice little uh, um, Excel spreadsheet that'll help me out with that. Um, as we kind of start uh, the shows, we kind of go through uh, a little bit of the news, but I kind of want to pass this around a little bit as there is a an editorial that happened on MSN.com. Um, keep it coming in, by the way, in the uh, the chat room, facebook.com forward slash better on draft. If you're listening to this on podcast or if you're listening via video uh, live Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, there are is an editorial about the, you know, the, the rules, regulations and how things are going to kind of go um, as uh, coronavirus gets lifted. We all start going to restaurants and bars again. Um, I am part of a handful of bar and restaurant groups on Facebook, and people are saying that a lot of people, when the restrictions have been lifted in some of these states, um, a lot of people are starting to come out in full force to these restaurants and bars. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. There are some other places that are holding restrictions, which are kind of um, shitty for restaurants because they're talking about 25% capacity. And if you know anything about restaurant uh, um, overhead, you can't run a restaurant at 25% capacity and um, make money. So hopefully these things do a little bit better for them in regards to uh, the PPP loans and they can go through. If you are a server, bartender, wait staff, anything like that, you can go to gotipem.com, G-O-T-I-P-E-M.com. You can register. If you know someone um, or if you want to donate to someone who is uh, struggling a little bit because they are losing all of their tips, you can go there. You can search by state. You can search by name. You can do it. You could be like, you know, all right, I want to do someone that has the exact same name as me. So obviously <laughs> nobody has Ken Konarshevsky. So maybe I'll just search K-E-N and find uh, a Ken and uh, donate some money. So that's gotipum.com, G-O-T-I-P-E-M. Uh, in the chat, uh, Bill Carney's is drinking peanut butter stout from Brickhaven. Uh, Terrence Lewis, Dark Horse's Rain in Blood. Uh, so you know who ma- that's one of those metal <laughs> beers we talked about way back in the day, isn't it? Uh, that might've been, um, I remember cause most of the metal beers during that metal beer show came from three Floyds. Yep. But that might've been on the list of beers that we could have got. Cause we did our best to try to get all of them. We got the, the badass beer. Uh, oh, oh, that was so bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you almost could say it was so bad. It was ass. Yeah. That's Yeah. <laughs> Da, 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 da. I'll be here all night, folks. Um, so the uh, kind of get your opinion on all seven of these, and we'll kind of go through, see kind of how everything uh, reacts. Uh, the first one saying uh, clear plates without gloves. Um, you know, rush. Uh, th- again, this is editorial MSN.com uh, clearing plates without gloves. So uh, basically clearing plates into um, uh, bus boys, bus, bus boys, boys, bus yeah. girls. Uh, that's my guess is, is doing that without gloves. Um, so I'm guessing they're probably going to want to change gloves every single time. Um, I mean, Santa- I don't think you'd have to change gloves every time. I mean, I, I guess in, in my own thought with with people who are working in restaurants, I'm kind of surprised before this that people weren't wearing gloves when they cleared plates, because <laughs> you, know, you think about, you know, People who have been eating off of this plate and the germs that could have been on there anyway, I I don't see. I I guess I'm a little surprised with that one. And I I don't see why it would. 
Well, I see why people would be wearing gloves and probably should have been in the first place. I think the the hardest thing is is that gripping and feeling of the the glasses and everything that you're doing. Um, I would think it'd be a lot harder because even if you're using some type of like rubber gloves, if you're not really feeling it and gripping it with your hands, yeah, like I I can I can kind of uh, imagine if you will, you know those um, the American Ninja Warrior guys and they do the. Um, uh, the little really like the hang type grip um, on the wall. Yep. Um, like try doing that with the gloves. Like you're not going to be able to feel it. You're not going to. I feel like there's going to be a lot more broken glass and mistakes and that kind of stuff. Um, plus, I think it's a lot easier just to continuously wash your hands. Um, I'm curious if we as we continue to go through, if we don't start making some type of maybe a cleaner or something like that or a product into the washing mix that is edible. Um, so that people can technically, you know, you could wash it with them. So you get these high intensity dishwashers if you can get some type of cleaning product in there that can help kill uh, the coronavirus while still being. You mean like soap? Um, I mean, I don't know if soap is necessarily a killing agent of it. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's what they've been telling us for the last three or four months is that uh, soap is actually better than the disinfectants because it, the soap, um, layers the fat on the outside and it makes it inactive well i learned something new today Cho- <laughs> like wait up. like so um I, I, again i that this is why i'm not a uh a doctor or <laughs> i own a restaurant or so a scientist I, or any of that yeah. it's just yeah well, leave that leave that to the experts <laughs> i'm I pretty mean, sure that i messed up the description and, and i did not use the right words there but that's what they were saying from the beginning. And we, when we weren't able to get any sanitizers or anything like that, we had our guys using soap and water uh, in spray bottles to sanitize everything and clean their hands and stuff and everything down before in between each call. Uh, so- well, I mean, and was, was that like getting sanitizer like within the last few weeks or like in the beginning of this? Cause it seems like in there's the beginning. Now okay, we can get it. But yeah. back then, I mean, it was it was only in the last week or two that we started being able to get sanitizer in a large quantity. Yeah, because there's there's been obviously with two James who's been making it. Uh, Detroit Bus Company has been been making yeah, Andy's, Andy's gallons fucking, of that as well. Andy's fucking rocking it over there with the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We actually got um, the last sanitizer that we got was from uh, Lansing. Which one in Lansing was doing it? Allison? Yeah, Allison. Okay. So we, yeah, because Allison is also a distillery. Um, yep. So number yep. two is boxing up your leftovers. Um, I don't know about you guys. I never like when wait staff boxes up my leftovers. Mm-hmm. I'd like. rather do no, it myself. They just, yeah, they just, for most places that I've been to, they just give you the box and, and you handle it. I mean, I guess in a way, there, there's so much that, some people already worry about with how their food is handled and how it's made in the back. And I, and for those of those of us who have seen the movie waiting, it, it, that that's enough to kind of scare some people into, you know, wondering what's going on back there. So I, I expect when, when I ask for, you know, something to be boxed up, I expect them to just bring me the box and I'll handle it from there. <laughs> have you, uh, have you seen the sequel to waiting? No. Did you know there is a sequel to Waiting? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's got it's got a handful of people coming back, um, including Andy Milanakis, uh, Luis Guzman. Um, it's definitely a uh, 
um, rough, rough well, watch to say the least. I was gonna say if it's gonna be that kind of party, well, I yeah, won't this, this is this is like a <laughs> road trip beer pong where like DJ Qual shows up and that's it. Yeah, no. No. All right. Uh, number three, working without a mask. Do you guys think that's going to be uh, standard practice for wait staff to be wearing a mask? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. And do you blame them? I mean, do no. you want all these people who give no regard to other people's health walking into your restaurant and just like, oh, I'm just not going to wear a mask? Well, these people are not giving a crap about what they're spreading around. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. it's yeah. yeah, especially what's what's gonna suck is is that you know it's going one, it's gonna cause fights. Um and, <laughs> it's already caused shootings. Yeah, and, and two, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna cause it's gonna cause people to um pitch a fit. Like, you know, people are already upset that they can't enter into a place without a mask, and I'm like, we already have rules about shirts and shoes, like <laughs> you can you can yeah. add a mask to that. But there's no rule about pants, so I, I can <laughs> we'll see both sides of this argument. <laughs> I will say that I thought it was interesting because I was going into Walgreens the other day to pick up a prescription and I got out of the car and I'm putting my mask on and I'm like, who knew that we would get to a point where we were going to mask up every time we went into a store? Normally they won't let you in with a mask. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. that's, that's a very, you know... Uh, <laughs> How do the uh, banks handle that? I'm like, I feel like I'm going to rob the place. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they don't have a choice. They have to. I mean, look at all these stores that are already doing it. We've got Costco, who's who's requiring it. Uh, the UPS store that's by my house, they have a sign uh, in lead under red underline writing or lines that says no, like no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. <laughs> <laughs> But as Dan said, you can go on without pants. I mean, you can just yeah. go in with wearing a giant T-shirt and shoes and literally nothing else, and you're good at these places. I mean, Every, these... everybody everybody assumes pants. That's just that's what it is. Um, this is one that I think, um, like, I've noticed it just because if you guys ever go to a lot of foreign countries, um, and even so, like, Canada, as much as it is technically a foreign country, um, Handling your credit card payment. Uh, a lot of these companies uh, don't allow, like, they have, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Credit card readers that are on them, uh, mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily standard here in the U.S. It's starting to become a little bit more uh, standard. But, like, if you go to any type of restaurant in you know, Toronto or Ontario, anywhere in Ontario, they're going to bring this, you know, wireless credit card reader just to you know take your credit card because they have emv style rules that they can't take the credit card out of your site and when you go into you know other continents like you know asia and europe like there's a lot of them that require a pin to use your credit card now um yeah. so i think there's going to be a huge push into handling your cc payment i think there's going to be a huge push into uh, potentially getting like more nfc payments than anything um, yeah. yeah. Good the, luck. The, Here, I'll tell you right now, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob. Good no, luck go with the credit card industry. He, he they fought. Yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they fought tooth and nail to stop uh, even the chip readers yep. and the chips and the cards tooth and nail. There's no way they're going to go for another upgrade in technology to go like the EU where you have to bring the credit card reader to the table. It's not going to happen. It's going to cost so much money. 
<laughs> I mean, then all of that out. Then, then it seems at that point you've really only got two options. It's either that for each restaurant or you know any place is going to have point of sale that they have some sort of app that you can go on the phone and pay, go to your bill and pay it there, or um, they're they're going to need some extra phone lines because then you actually have to physically, which would be <laughs> absolutely nuts. But to be in a restaurant and actually have to call them while you're in the restaurant to give them your card number to pay your bill. No, I agree. I, but I just know from being in the payment is, industry for as long as I was, it was a nightmare when the NFC or not the NFC, the chip, the, reader. uh, the chip readers came out and gas stations are still fighting to not have to switch over to that. Gas stations and restaurants if, were two of the biggest anti proponents mm-hmm. of it. Um, yep. Because along with that, like a, one of the things that it, it's kind of unwritten, uh, well, it is written, but no restaurant really follows it. But like if you, you they can't like open up a tab for you or hold your credit card anymore. Like those things aren't like legal. Like you right. can't you can't hold you like everything needs to be tokenized. And there are ways around it. Like when I was working with Toast, there was ways around um, it to make it more uh because your your goal is basically stop you from getting chargebacks. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter whether you know legality or not is to you to not get chargebacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the least amount. What's that? I was, I was gonna say, have have any of you been in Costco recently? I haven't. No. Not for a few months. The way that they have been uh, with every customer that comes in uh, when you're at the register, when you're done, uh, they sanitize the belt. They sanitize the scanner and then they go wow. to the card reader and then they sanitize the, sanitize the card reader. Uh, they even went so far as to move the receipt printer at the very end of of the register so that you grab the receipt. They don't even hand it to you anymore. and just point to the receipt printer and tell you to grab the, grab the receipt. But they clean when you're done. They clean everything. And I, I'm just imagining with somebody in a bar bringing a card reader and then having to clean that card reader every single time somebody uses it. I think that the technology will allow for people to do it, but I don't think it's going to be mandatory. Um, as Dan said, like, I think the tech, yeah. the technology already exists. Like toast already has, um, a, a handheld that has, uh, NFC and chip reading capabilities. So they can do that literally right in front of you as well mm-hmm. as, um, squares, pretty remote, uh, battery powered, uh, credit card reader is pretty solid. Squares works really good. Yeah. So yeah. You don't even have to touch anything. Yeah. It's a very, very, and you can move it around. That's what a lot of, like a lot of breweries mm-hmm. like squares. Cause they can literally just throw the tablet right in front of you, spin it, you sign it and come back. And that's going to be a huge thing too, is obviously, yep. you know, the, the usage of Zosks and kiosks in our, in the industry, as well as many industries, you know, we're, we're trying the social distancing. Then you got to go up and touch this kiosk and you're like, well, you know, how many people have touched this kiosk, you know, since it's been clean? And I'm like, well, fuck. Um, so there are, you know, there, there are definitely, you know, just put a, a hand sanitizer right next to it um, just to kind of, like, get people to use it. Obviously, your own carelessness is your own carelessness. Uh, but I think, like, handling credit card payments, I think there might be a big push into at least chip readers. Um but I, again, as Dan said, like the lobbying of restaurants, gas stations, uh, credit card processors, um, you know, they, they have a lot of money behind them. So it's going to be yeah. it's going to be different. But I think it's going to allow for the technology to expand more people to adapt 
and I think it'll just slowly push the the needle a little further. I mean, Dan, you could say that I'm wrong. You you obviously have it on the merchant side or the, the no, payment I, side. I mean, no, it things eventually change. It's the matter of you're going to have a lot of resistance to do it until it actually happens. I mean, chip cards are like at least a decade behind before they first got here, and they don't even evolve a pin here like they do in like 99% of the other countries on earth. So that tells you how far behind and how much everyone's Uh, fighting everything. Most most American payment processes won't even allow you to prompt for a pin. So yeah, chip and pin doesn't exist here. That's the thing. In fact, Europe has to set it up so they can take cards that don't require a pin. You show up there as an American and they're like, Oh, it won't work if they don't otherwise. So that tells you everyone has to cater to our backwards ass technology (laughs) in 2020. (laughs) Oh, always the leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one um, just because uh, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but pushing tables together for large groups. Um, obviously, any server will tell you how much they hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. As uh, you've been the you've been the one to do that a bunch of times, Ken. Let's be honest. Uh, uh well, yes, that's very, very. I'm like server, Dan. I never worked as no, a server. Yeah, all right, not server, but yeah. Uh, push tables together, yes, but I think it's a little bit different if you call ahead and you place a um a reservation because then they could plan the reservation. They can plan the tables around your reservation so that they're not pulling from this person's section and this person's section and this person's section and that those people are losing tables. Um, but pushing tables together, um, I mean, it's not going to happen. I don't see it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be in a situation where we're coming back. And, and as I saw a, uh, a news thing from, from Pennsylvania that they're going to uh yellow phase or whatever it was that, that, that it said in there that, you know, there's still going to be those rules that, you know, these places are going to be open, but there's going to be the rules to it. And I don't see how they're even going to be allowed to have those large parties because, there's still going to be, I feel like there's still going to be the social distancing that is going to be going on. And if there's going to be this large group of 10 or 12 people that are coming in, they're taking up the whole damn restaurant or the bar because, because they're going to have to be separated in some sort of way. Don't, I mean, don't you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Like there was a restaurant in Ohio, I think that is doing their best to get, like, get around social distancing rules. They installed shower curtains around each table, um, to provide an actual (laughs) barrier. I mean, I, I guess it works. I I just find that funny. If if you are a restaurant that can operate at a hundred percent because of that, more power to you. Um, yeah, but then it just, it just looks like hospital triage. I mean, it, what might be cool is if you could like get actual decorations, but maybe everyone has like their own private, private room. You know, it, it, I think it'll be different. Everyone, I think it'll, it'll catch on. It'll laugh for a little bit, and by the time it gets passe and everyone's kind of over it, we'll probably be back to a little more whatever the new normal is. Mug club members get their own curtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> There was so that Netflix show Bruce Brothers. They have a, a recurring joke about the Founders Club because the guy needed money to start, so he offered five hundred dollars for unlimited beer 
for the Founders Club. And these guys, so the, the whole point of the joke is these two big guys, like my size, and you see their Founders Club photos, and it, there's like them 150 pounds lighter. And they're like, whoa, how long ago were those photos taken? They're like, six months because of all the free beer that they've been drinking. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be uh, interesting because uh, of what, so it says make room for more plates. So that means like moving appetizer plates around so that people that, you know, they can sit down your, um, your regular plates or moving your dinner plates for the pizza, the desserts or whatever. So I guess touching the plates without removing them from the table. Again, MSN.com mm-hmm. editorial. Don't yell at me. Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> And uh, I'm just going to skip over it. I got got nothing on that. I got got nothing on that. There are seven of them, so we're on number seven. Um, I know. Go on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and the last one is take your order, which is very, very interesting. Um, We noticed, so we saw Applebee's, I think, tested a little bit with the Zosks, um, and that was your ability to basically order at the table by yourself um, mm-hmm. using the little screen, and then they didn't tell you that it costs you money to use that screen and not the <laughs> server. Oh, boy. Um, shit, I didn't know that. There are what restaurants, kind of shit show is that? There, there are restaurants. <laughs> a lot of QSRs are starting to remove um, uh, servers, cashiers. Because you can just place an order on the app or place an order on a kiosk. Like You don't need cashiers anymore. Um, well, I mean, I, I think you do. I personally feel like you do. Cause obviously there are other people working, but, um, taking your order as a server, um, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think we're there yet where it's a lot of walk up order and sit down at a table with a, um, a tent number just to figure out where your food's going to go for the, whoever the server is. What do you guys think about taking servers? I mean, there's a lot of places like orders. that already. You're you're making a good point about that. There's like quite a few places like that. Like, like food, like I, I think quick service restaurants and food halls. But uh, like, let's let's bring mm-hmm. it into a full service restaurant. Let's bring it into a an outback steakhouse. Like full full service. You're talking booze, breadsticks, peanuts, um, apps, meals, desserts. Like they're a full on full service restaurant. Um, do you think they're going to go away from that? They could. I mean, I've seen this at Denny's too, what you're talking about with uh, really? at least out here. Yeah. Ordering on the screen. If you like to at the thing at the table, I've seen it at Outback too, out here. Though there are you, things you're, you're talking, working. you're talking the, the Z ask at the table. So like yeah. each table yeah. has its own um, yeah. screen. Like exactly. you, would, you wouldn't be able to pull that off at some mom and pop shop at all. Not at all. No like, way. Um, the cost the cost is just too oh. expensive to be able to do something like that, especially with the monthly maintenance software, that kind of stuff. Because if you look at like Toast or something like that, Toast, I, I can only speak on Toast just because I work there, but that's $25 per terminal per month. So if you wanted to do it for every single table and you have a 40-table outlet, that's – Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, so you charge the fee. That, that, that's $800. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, most of those I think places, you'd end up with a lot – a lot of people not going to restaurants as much. Cause I think part of the whole um, fun of going to a restaurant is having the interaction with the staff and well, having somebody bring me my stuff, you know, there's, there's a <laughs> lot of 
Yeah. There's a lot of psychology that comes into serving because you have, you know, would you like another drink? Can I, you know, refill whatever um, your loss leaders versus, you know, upselling, selling appetizers. You know, we, we see it as jokes in movies like waiting or uh, office space. But that's where a lot of these restaurants make their monies is from these, you know, huge types of um, the, the psychology that is serving. And those servers obviously are making more money because they're getting more in tips because they're selling more. But if you don't like how many times have you not been served at a bar and just left because you're like, all right, well, you know, nobody wants to service me. Nobody wants to give me another beer. I think I'm done for the day. But in the same token, now you have the opportunity to just go to a fucking kiosk or order right at the screen that you want a beer and you'll always get it. So, I mean, that's true. I, I can. I, mean, I guess I can. I, I talked my way into both ways, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I mean, we, we we live in a country that thrives on the hospitality business, and we're now in a situation where we are removing hospitality because of the concern of a virus. I mean, it's just it, it's just <laughs> everything is evolving, and this this is unfortunately just the way it's going to go. Uh, there's some chat going on, um, in our chat, facebook.com forward slash better on draft. Andrew Parr asked, uh, will RFID style cards be used more? Uh, Dan, you answered him, but why don't you answer us here in the chat or the voice? Oh, go back to the, I got to scroll back and see what I go back to see what I said here. So yeah, what I was saying is there it's, you need a lot of upgrades as far as terminals at a lot of these smaller restaurants, especially, or even merchants in general, because they're just not set up to accept those cards so in order to do that everyone's gonna have to swap out probably pay several hundred dollars for the adapter or the terminal itself just to be able to make that happen it would be nice if it would you would think this might be the opportunity to push that because those have kind of flopped the rfids the apple pay the google pay you know the paying with your phone that sort of thing it's been out there for years. I, well, we we've noticed, yeah, the, these stuffs this stuff has been out there for years, but I've noticed there was a now mind you, take it for what it is. For those of you local, you guys will understand what I'm saying. Um, but it was an Equinox gym, which if you don't know what Equinox gym is, it's a very expensive gym to get in. In West Bloomfield, Michigan, which is a very expensive city to live in. Um, yeah. And they were talking about they were they were literally losing 20% of their sales because they didn't accept Apple Pay. Damn. And the, not, not like NFC, Apple Pay. And these are the same people that you could technically use their app, put your credit card in their app, save your credit card, and order straight from the app every single time. And that was still too much for these customers. They wanted to go up and order and use Apple Pay. Wow. Like, they had all the opportunity for you to order, but, like, just because they couldn't accept one. Now, mind you, they've come out, but a lot of people have just spent all this money updating for chip cards, and now you want to tell them to update for, you know... um, RFID or NFC yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Like, like you, you already just forced this huge change with the EMV rules, and now you're going to be changing. I, I don't think it'll be soon, um, but I think the customer, the customers wanting it, will move it faster because the customers didn't give two shits about the the chip card, the chip reader. Um, no. But I think as we kind of move more towards a electronic payment, um, I think the the customers will push that a little bit more. Um, 
Bill Vetter says, I wonder what every bar will look like, every other stool. Uh, Andrew says every third one, which I agree. Um, you can already see that in some places that are open where it's just like they, they have the, the chairs wrapped up and it just it just looks it's surreal. Like you walk in and you just see uh, a seat and then two seats that are wrapped in like garbage bags and, and just shit to make sure that you can't sit on it. And then you see the next seat and it's I'm just curious how that would go. You, you because, don't, you know, for me, like I, you like, if I went with, you know, my girlfriend, like, too bad you got to sit three chairs <laughs> apart. This yeah. You right, honey. <laughs> sit down there. Excuse me, sir. We've <laughs> already been social distancing at home. Um, can we sit next to each other? <laughs> <laughs> the people are going to be pissed when they show up with anyone or if they even show up, cause you're going to take the seats away from them. So it's yeah, kind but of at, a at that point, you've probably just been spending the last three months with this one person. Maybe you just want to like get away from them. That's true. Like, why, that true. why are you going to a no? Um, I uh, that that was kind of it for the the seven things. Do do you think there's going to be anything crazy changing within the uh, the restaurant industry before we uh, we take a break? Anything that you're curious about? Because I think my big thing is, is I'm curious how specialty nights will happen after like all. Like Apple Teeny Night? Uh, not Things drink like... specialty. I'm talking more <laughs> like karaoke, pub trivia, oh, yeah, live bands. Um, yeah, the trivia thing. And, and I've actually talked to my teams about that on my Monday show. And we talked about, you know, when we might actually come back to, to Herman's out in Plymouth. And I said, look, the, where, where we have trivia and the area that we have is way too tight to be able to meet the uh, restrictions that we know that we're going to face when they reopen. And that, you know, on a regular night, I could probably fit 13 to 15 teams. Um, we're too close. And so I'd probably say the most that I'm going to be able to get in there if we go back to, to hosting at, at the bar anytime soon, that I may be down to maybe six, possibly five, because it's just too tight of an area. There's people that are way too close to each other. And, you know, I don't see how getting back to being at a bar and doing those regular things like like doing trivia is going to be close to normal uh anytime soon i I, i'm actually sitting here thinking i'm not going to be back in the bar hosting trivia until i don't know november (laughs) i mean and and that's that's i think that's being fucking generous well that's you know how many (laughs) how many bars are going to want it that's right. the thing too is is that sure you know there are there are some bars that can get away with three to four teams showing up or you know a handful of people showing up to karaoke um and paying just for the karaoke person because those few nights you know the few nights a year where it's bumping because somebody decides to bring their birthday during the karaoke or mm-hmm. you know a spe- <laughs> it's that's it's it's worth it to them but i don't know how it's going to be worth it and here's here's the thing and i'm going to let you guys um talk about it and then we'll take a quick break um I think this is going to be the end of um, those uh, adult arcades, uh, Dave and Ooh. Buster's pool halls, mm. places where you're mm. sharing, um, <laughs> like you're sharing a space more than just sharing, you know, a space to eat. You're playing games, you're playing pool, um, you know, 
bowling alleys are disgusting already, so you probably <laughs> you're probably immune to anything you can get in a bowling alley. Um, yeah. But I mean, even it, those, even those specialty bolt, like the really nice ones, like Arts and Crafts over in Troy, that used to be Troy Lanes. Like they, they have remodeled it so that kind of like um, movie theaters, because they figured out a way mm-hmm. to remodel the bowling alley, not really upcharge you too much more, and give you a better experience. Because remember the old school movie theaters? Um, it Andrew says it. Fuck Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Chuck Charles, E. Cheese. I didn't even think of that. Charles Entertainment <laughs> Cheese. What? <laughs> and and what's what's crazy too is is that I don't know if you guys saw, but like Major Magics was planning on reopening here in Michigan. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's that's it's, insane. It's it I is. Mean, here comes a revival of the drive-in theater. It, it, this shit's going to come back because, I mean, you look at it, like all the stuff that's going on and, and you look at all the sporting events and all the stuff that has been canceled. And uh, quick, quick shout out to my wife, Dina, who, who has uh, brought this up about the fact that these business, these uh, multi-million dollar businesses with being stadiums and, and, you know, the NCAA not opening because they I, I, who knows if they even know that they could get sued for somebody catching the coronavirus while they're at one of their events in one of their stadiums. So as long as they're closed, I don't really see how there's going to be any other businesses, big or small, that really want to take that chance other than obviously the retail stores. And then don't forget, like uh, as Andrew says, uh, McDonald's Play Places. Or I, I don't know if you guys saw. I don't even know why those still of, exist. Speaking of uh, major <laughs> magics coming back, somebody was starting to load up. It was either a new discovery zone or a new leaps and bounds opening up like our uh, mm-hmm. air trampoline, those trampoline parks. Fuck. Oh, mm-hmm. um, those are dangerous anyways. My <laughs> yeah, God. Of course they are, but it's fun. Who cares? I you sign a waiver. almost break his neck one day. It's crazy. So, so they're, they're just going to, they're, they're just going to put on the waiver. They're going to put COVID-19 on the waiver <laughs> with everything else. They're just going to put that on the waiver. You said waiver, the, the house of urban bowling. Sorry, Wendy, the house of urban bowling, axe throwing. They, they have a waiver. They have yep. waivers, but have waivers. COVID. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be, it it'll be in there. A, when you purchase your tickets for any shows or something like that, that's part of the it's thing that you have to agree the, to in order to purchase the ticket. Cause mm-hmm. There's no way that they could, if they let something like that happen, where if somebody got sick, they tried to blame the venue. Yeah, they never no, have anything again. <laughs> you're not going to see shows for a long time. Everyone's canceled. Oh yeah, no concerts no. and everything. I mean, Iron Maiden's done till June 2021. I already lost earliest. my rage. I already lost my rage against the machine concert until next July. I mean, yeah. I got my I got my five hundred dollars worth of movement tickets back. So. Jesus, I, I, well, I spent it because I, it was the whole day for Saturday, but I also set up for the VIP tickets because those random Memorial Day weekends where it actually it becomes like a hundred degrees because it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's May in Michigan. We might as well be a hundred degrees. You know, it snowed last week, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> like it snowed today. <laughs> it snowed there today. It did it snow did. there. Today. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like a hundred and two um, here. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the second break because we'll, we'll bring it up, but uh, we are going to take a second break. So I'm going to have everyone mute on the right hand side and we will be right back with the better on draft podcast i'm headed for the city trouble in my mind i'm way too young and pretty for things to be unkind 
18 maybe i don't know these these weeks have kind of you know blended together better on draft podcast that's what matters facebook.com forward slash better on draft we are live each and every friday at 7 p.m thank you so much for joining us live uh in the chat we are on to round number two segment number two Round number three, probably for some of you. Uh, let's uh, go go around the horn, starting with uh, Wendy. What are you drinking? Um, I am now drinking an Aloha Surfer from Trophy Brewing Company. It is a modern IPA. I'm not really sure what that means, hell, but yeah. it a is modern. Tasty. Yeah, it's called. It says a modern IPA with pineapple and passion fruit. It's tasty. The millennials drink, right? There. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's like I was talking about before with the tropical IPAs. 
it's got all the tropical flavors, but it's not hazy. So here comes another G G A B F category right there. Modern, oh, I, modern. They're my IPA. favorite. I only see them down <laughs> south, though. That is that. I that's the first I've heard of that. I've I uh, obviously we got West Coast, we got hazy, we got East Coast, we got you know regular double. I, yeah. I've never heard modern. That's that's. I've never one. heard modern, but I have heard a lot of com- a lot of places down south when I was there. I would see tropical IPAs. Fair. Dan, right. what's uh, I, what's in your glass? I'm going around the horn on my my screen. Sorry, Rob. Still working on gotcha. the same two things. Got some of that seltzer. Still haven't finished this good old uh, boost coffee stout, which is actually really good. I just didn't want to slam it. Taking a little slow tonight, Dan. Yeah, I mean tonight it's like four fifty four. I mean that's that's not my problem. That's that's just Arizona's problem. It might be your problem, actually. I mean, I think you guys have the time issue, but. I mean, I, I did almost move down there. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I the, the time issue being that we still do daylight savings time. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah, quick pol- political, we, that needs to go. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, what, what you got? Uh, in honor of their, unfortunately, being postponed fourth year anniversary party, that, that was supposed to happen um, a few weeks ago. Um, I went and uh, picked up some uh, drafting table mean vanilla bean, the maple bourbon barrel version of it. So this is obviously Imperial Stout, Asian maple syrup, oak bourbon barrels with vanilla beans, you know, clocking in at, you know, their typical 15%. <laughs> I remember drinking, I don't know if it was that one, but at that summer fest when it was like 90 degrees and humid and Rob's getting me to drink crap like that. I think that's the same yeah. summer fest where uh, you got me to get Damn, the ghost pepper tracks. Probably. That's yeah. when you're like, hey guys, don't go hard on like the 10% beer is in. <laughs> yeah, as we're walking in. Within like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was driving, so it didn't matter. I couldn't go hard, but obviously you guys could. Uh, I've uh, I've stepped it up, and I've gone with another bottle of uh, Lefe Brune, and uh, I will follow that up with another bottle of Lefe Brune. Um, this this is amazing, by the way. Oh, that's right. I am actually double fisting as well. Um, I, I got myself a little bit of bourbon for the children because you know it's it's Wu Tang, and got myself some some Catcher's Rye single barrel. So uh, I got that as well. So uh, Grace Cook saying that uh, they're drinking seltzer over there. Bill Carney is drinking Sunshine IPA from Sanctuary Spirits and Brewery. Um, we Brian have... is apparently drinking the blood of his enemies. Brian yep. is drinking the blood of his enemies. Yes. I mean, how 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 long does that take to ferment? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you wait for it to. <laughs> I feel like the word coagulate should be in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't technically probably. know what it means, but it should. <laughs> um, you know, we were kind of talking about the weather right before the break, and this is going to be very, very interesting this year because of the drastic weather changes here in Michigan. Uh, back in 2012, if you guys can remember, uh, this was pre-better on draft, uh, but there was a tart cherry shortage because we had a huge uh, heat wave in March, which turned into a frost in April. So it made all of the cherry blossoms uh, bud, I think is the proper term. Um, I'm not, I don't have a green thumb, 
So uh, <laughs> if anybody in the chat wants to correct me, feel free to. Um, and then the frost killed it all. Uh, so here we are again, about to have uh, multiple frosts throughout this week and next week. Damn. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll look at, uh, you know, for a industry, uh, agriculture, as well as, of course, our mead industry, our folks over at Bee Nectar or uh, Recolt or anything, you know, well, Bee Nectar, we noticed it because the zombie killer went up in price by almost like, I want to say like 60 to 70% that one year. Um, and I remember like, what the fuck? I don't remember it this expensive. And sure enough, like that, I think that's what we're probably going to see this year is, um, a potential issue now i don't know how it's going to deal with the michigan hops um i don't think it's going to have too many issues uh but you know our weather is shitty hopefully you guys bought all of your um your seeds and planted every or didn't plant anything before uh these frosts see uh, that type of stuff really just i mean obviously it's the michigan weather and that that shit types of that type of shit happens but it gets frustrating especially when i get into some of like my baking seasons and one of the things that you know is really good and for me really easy to make are raspberry cream cheese brownies and i remember the year that we had this issue where there was like this frost issue and suddenly uh uh places like smuckers who were making jams stopped making black raspberry jam because this this frost shit happened and then i couldn't use the same jam that i used to use and i had to switch to red raspberry which changed the flavor of everything that i was trying to do so (laughs) it's just like uh obviously it's 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 what it is and yeah grab grab your shit stack your chips up and uh grab grab your damn beers and shit because um yeah, this shit's real. <laughs> That's all I got. Is that yeah. the same year? Was that the same year the Apple supply had a huge problem too? Possibly. Might have been. Um, I don't think I was drinking too much cider at that time, so I wouldn't be uh, like the only reason I know about the, knew about the cherry shortage, and I actually confirmed it earlier today with Miranda. Um, I shot her a message just asking her what year it was, and when she confirmed it, I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I, because I, I, it's one of those memories you have, like a weird yeah. fucking memory that you have, kind of like this beer. Like this beer reminds me of some fucking rando bar in Mississauga, Ontario, but it's <laughs> still an amazing beer. R- like R.I.P. to that bar, by the yes, way. Yes, R.I.P. to that but i was so mad like i was gonna take julia uh when we went to uh toronto but were you really yeah i was like let's fucking that place, go that's the biggest i've never been to a place that had more beer on tap well, didn't they have like 120 yeah 40 it, it was it was a hundred 150 taps or Jesus. like 149 it was some weird number like the the actual tap was on a right angle so it went down mm-hmm. and then turned right and kept going um yep. But it was that was my first introduction to a poorhouse. I think that predates Hopcat. Yeah. Um, definitely predates Hopcat around here when we went back in like 2000 and uh, I'm guessing 2009, 2000. Oh no, probably 2006, 2007 is when we went. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a German. This is something that just could never happen in the United States. Um, a German brewer is uh, gave away 690 gallons of beer. Um, because they are hoping that by the time their new beer ferments, uh, it'll be good to sell, but they needed to empty their tanks. Now we're seeing a lot of these breweries that just have to pour it. There's nothing they can do. Like Minnesota is having an issue right now where they can't sell cans to go. They can sell growlers and uh, crowlers and howlers and stuff like that, but they can't like pre-make four ounce or four ounce, four packs, six packs, that kind of stuff. 
Um, so they're getting handcuffed because they helped the restaurant industry be able to sell beer to go like, you know, four packs and six packs of Corona from your favorite, you know, Mexican restaurant. Uh, <laughs> but you can't sell your own beer to go. And I actually learned this when my dad went to Surly um, to pick me up some beer and the guy had to sh- t- show him to a beer store because you couldn't buy f- a six pack to go. Um, and this was before Surly could get to the Michigan. Um, and uh, Shauna says, uh, give beer versus dumping. But the thing is that you like in these states, like you just can't give beer away. Like it sucks. Like, yeah, it's, you can't do it. Like the laws I mean, are ridiculous. But I mean, with, with all of the law relaxing that has been happening for being able to do curbside and do delivery, I mean, I, I kind of feel like with these breweries, they knew they, they know what's in the tanks. They know that, well, they maybe they don't know because, I mean, obviously we don't know how long this is going to go on. But to under to to kind of get this feeling like this is going to go on for a month, two months, three months, that this beer has got to go somewhere. And it's either like what Griffin Claw has done, where they basically take their beer and distill it and turn it to sanitizer, or they got to get it dumped. I feel like there there needs to be the ability to kind of fast track some sort of law change to be able to do something like that, to be able to give it away. Because, I mean, it's just junk anyway. And if you're going to dump it, you know, give it to somebody who's going to drink it. If you can't, if you're not at least going to be able to sell it. Well, you can't sell it, and a lot of bars are trying to sell it back to the breweries or back to distributors, mm-hmm. or distributors are trying to get the money back from the brewery. Like, there's there's a lot of extra steps here that things, you know, it lacks for sure, but you can't lax free. Like, there's a certain, like, okay, you know, uh, they're, they're selling, um, uh, they're selling beer to go. Like, that's, okay, whatever. But, like, giving beer away for free, like, I just you know, especially in Michigan, like Michigan has so many laws and you have to be very specific. Like we're just talking about um, a couple years ago is when they allowed you to start doing social media posts legally about beer in Michigan. Hmm. Um, Like that was the thing is is that you couldn't do that. You couldn't have like, uh, sorry, social media posts about like tap takeovers. Like that was against the rules. Yeah. Um, Shit. You couldn't do that on Instagram. That that's what happened to that one brewery out in, uh, in California that got those citations where they had to shut one of their facilities down and that's <laughs> to make up for it. <laughs> what stuff is, well, what, what kind of sucks is, is that the beginning of this year, it looked like there was going to be a lot of changes within the MLCC code. It looked like a lot of people were fixing and addressing a lot of issues, not necessarily the biggest issues, but issues nonetheless that needed to be um, addressed like we still don't have puritan style laws like fucking baltimore where you can't buy on sundays at uh grocery stores <laughs> yeah um, a lot of places like that isn't there yeah but i've only been to baltimore where i know it exists so baltimore gets called out uh, um, Makes sense. <laughs> i i think i actually talked to you about that too because i'm like where the fuck do i get beer in this city <laughs> um, you have to drive to dc to get fucking beer uh no because like the bars were still open so i just went to the casino um yeah that was that was you, the night where the the craft beer bar closed because the bartender quit mid shift <laughs> hey utah has that same issue too as far oh. as beer on sunday so. quoting or quitting uh, no, no. No. <laughs> the selling on sunday <laughs> Utah uh, has some pretty strict laws too, where you can only have like two beers 
for a visit or something like that. Oh no. I drink I drink two beers at a time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Alaska Give me this is like and that this. too. When well, I went Ala- to Alaska, you could only have so many beers, but only at the breweries. If I was at a regular bar, I could have as many beers as I want. But well, at the brewery, I could only have um I, I don't remember how many ounces it was, but it equals like just over two pints. The problem is, is that a lot of these laws were made when there were only like less than a hundred breweries per state on average. Like a lot of these laws are um, not even on average, like less than, you know, 20 breweries per state on average. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at less than 200 breweries just four years ago, three years ago um, here in Michigan. So when you see these types of laws, they were made for a different time. And you have an old guard of breweries that are like, you know, well, I dealt with it. Now you guys have to fucking deal with it. You know, stop <laughs> whining, kids. Um, looking at you, Eastern Market Brewing. Um, put your big boy pants on. Big boy pants on. You know, or, you know, if, if say picking a random brewery off the top of my head, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road over on North Center. Uh, I appreciate the job. Um, you know, if they wanted to do um, something uh, a little bit different in regards to selling online or canning or something that they just can't do right now because it's against the rules. Now, again, the rules have become a little bit more lax in Michigan, but I just think that sooner or later we need to have a full renaissance of laws in regards to the MLCC getting changed. And uh, I task Bill Carney to fix that because he works over at the state. There you go. And, and I mean, and actually kind of the, to segue into, you know, what Germany is doing, I guess I'm a little curious about what's going on in Oregon because we've got a uh, rusty truck brewing who is planning on giving away their beer uh, within, I, I'm assuming within the next week or so. And basically the owner said that he's going to start making growlers and is just going to be giving it out to whoever wants it. So here's some beer. I mean, clearly it can, it it seems like it's, it's able to happen. I mean, if not, I don't understand why he would actually just have this article put out in the media about him giving away beer and not have, you know, local ordinance officials showing up saying, no, you can't do that. But, you know, he's he's preparing to start just passing out growlers and, and giving out this beer. So, I, I mean, if, if Oregon can do it, why the hell can't anybody else? I think this is where you get a lot of no good deed goes unpunished um, type of scenarios, kind of like the Maui brewing, like giving away hand sanitizer uh, with a six pack of beer. Like someone's going to complain because they don't have the capacity to give it away. Um, or they don't have the funding to give it away. Like these guys probably aren't able to just give it away. And this publicity that they're getting from it is great. But what if every brewery did it? You know, then it's just kind of a wash at that mm-hmm. point. Um, right. So I, I don't know what the laws are, are over in Oregon. Um, so I can't really say what can or will happen. Hopefully nothing bad happens. Um, or I mean, if somebody th- something does happen and they still keep their license, that's again, more free publicity, you know? Right. How many nights in jail is worth free publicity? <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's to be nights in jail. It might be losing your liquor license. I mean, that's something to that. If, if, if the caveat is you don't lose your liquor license, then how many <laughs> yeah, nights? Sure. I would say I I can already tell you about somebody who is losing his liquor license and uh I I'm, I'm not sure exactly 
what kind of publicity he is going to get going further. Because uh, there's uh, this brewery that is out in Maine, uh, Sunday River Brewing, that uh, basically Maine is under their restrictions as as they've put forth. And um, I think his name is Rick Savage. Uh, he decided, well, screw it. I'm opening anyway. Um, he feels like he can, you know, go through the social distancing and, and follow the rules. Uh, he actually showed up on uh, Fox News and uh, he was uh, talking to um, uh, what's his name? That lacrosse water boy, um, uh, Tucker Carlson. Oh, I thought you were going to say and, Bobby uh, Boucher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to so, say uh, Megan Rapinoe, or who are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, basically, he's, he said that um, you know he can run his business and and have people sit in six in six foot in- intervals, and he basically told the state, well, not before he told that, before he told the state he uh, to take him to court, he was on the show and he gave out the governor's cell phone number, and just basically was like, yeah, come at me, and well, that's the state probably where he screwed up. And the state came at him, and they took away his his health and liquor license. And what you get. yeah, it's what you get. <laughs> but he decided he was still going to open anyway. And there, there's this video that's on. If, if anybody follows Worst Beer Blog on Instagram, you'll see the video where somebody is driving by the brewery, and there was just this line out the door of people who are looking to to get in and. Of course, they are they're not uh, they're not adhering to the social distancing policies at all, <laughs> any way, shape not. or form. Um, well, but, that's that's you know, when you lose the license. So then you sell your business to some guy named Sick Ravage um, <laughs> and uh, he opens it up himself. Um, yeah. And, and, but I mean, he he obviously he was not going to follow the rules. And, you know, they they docked him with taking his license. He decided he was going to open anyway. Uh, then he went on Facebook and said, oh, we're closed until further notice. And then they decided, he decided like three days later, um, I'm reopening. Uh, business, we're, we're opening at 11. There's even a picture of him on Facebook where he's in the kitchen making donuts and saying, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be open at 11. So I was like, what is this guy? I mean, I realize you're pissed off with the rules and, and, and the ordinances and everything is going on, but it's kind of like, um, you're about to just lose everything. I, so 15 minutes of fame worth it. You're ready right. for the, the most complicated view on this. And that's going to be mine. Um, cause I, I agree with them to an extent in regards to the fact that if you can follow all the rules and still open your business, want to open your business, still make money and still like, you know, create a profit without doing any health issues. Any, if you could do that more power to you. Cause I go to the post office cause my, my girlfriend, uh, you know, uh, she is fucking amazing and she's been making masks for people and shipping them across the country. So every time that she has a shipment, like I go to the post office and send it for her. Um, so she's doing this great thing, but like I'm touching the door at the post office. I am touching the credit card machine at the post office. I am touching the pen at the post office. Like there's these things where I'm sharing you know, with multiple people. That's what hand sanitizer comes in after the fact. With that in mind, if you could follow the rules, great. There are things that, like the one that Georgia blows my mind is, is that, oh, tattoo parlors can open up as long as they follow social distancing rules. And I'm like, makes sense. I don't, I don't think 
you can tattoo someone six feet away. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you had some really good and long chopsticks, I guess. <laughs> I, but so I personally feel you can do it. But the thing is, is that then comes the point of enforcing it. And you don't mm-hmm. have the ability to enforce it. Um, right. And that was a lot of issues. For instance, um, in Michigan, the whole um, you know boat uh, issue, where you couldn't put your boat in the water. The the boating. What are they? What are they fucking called? Boat. Uh, boat launch. Launch. There you go. That's I'm <laughs> like boat dock. No, that's not it. Boat launch. Because <laughs> the problem is, is that people weren't following guidelines. They were just sitting, chilling, and hanging out at the boat launch. Um, so it, it comes to the, oh, fucking a, <laughs> all right, here you go. So much. Here you go. Here you go. I want to put a bet out. <laughs> There's four of us here. Who thinks jobby nooner still happens this year? Oh, is it? come on, on, man. It will. It will. Who's, it will. I mean, with, with it being in a situation now where you are allowed to boat, jobby nooner is going to happen. And and Coast Guard is going to be out there, and they're going to break it up, and they're just going to move to a different island. And, but but Jobby Nooner's happening. I hate the name of that fucking thing. It pisses <laughs> me off to no end. It is it is still currently June twenty sixth, um, on Gull Island, and uh, I I I do see some posts. Um, but it looks like it's a bunch of just random shit on this page. Uh, but yeah, it's the 46th annual Jobby Nooner. So, uh, is everyone saying it's going yeah. to happen, Rob? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wendy yes. says yes. Yeah. Dan says yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Guys, if you are in the uh, the chat, uh, if Jobby Nooner is going to happen, feel free to tell us. If you don't know what it is, uh, definitely Google search it. Make sure you're not at work. Um, <laughs> um, or you're not in front of your uh, uh, significant other because they will have lots of follow-up questions, and I will not be answering any of them. <laughs> no, and 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 real quick, um, in regards to this drafting table, uh, maple barrel-aged uh, mean vanilla bean. Uh, if anybody says that 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 CBS from that brewery on Charlotte street is better than this. Uh, as my aunt would say, use a damn lie. Cause, uh, <laughs> this shit right here is the fucking truth. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> uh, a lot of people in the chat are saying it definitely will happen. Um, of course, <laughs> you know, these, those people going though, what they should do is, is they should shoot up 59, get off at Rochester road and go to Zatuna liquor over in Rochester Hills. Cause you can get uh plenty of Zatuna cans. Liquor? Oh, look at that. That's oh, a- look at that. Oh, <laughs> it's been sitting here for months. I noticed yesterday. <laughs> Definitely shout out to Jack because I've been seeing on a lot of the Facebook groups that people have been getting uh, deliveries from from him and his team. So uh, they they've they've definitely been putting in some work. Um, guys, that's going to do it for us. Better on draft for the podcast part. 
We're going to come back and we're going to play a game. If you guys are in the chat, you're more than welcome to join the game. We're going to be playing some Jackbox TV. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, the better on draft version of Quiplash and kind of go from there. So that's going to do it for the podcast part. Thank you again for listening. And uh, you can find us each and every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Facebook.com forward slash better on draft. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>